0: Coming to you from Hungover Town. It is the Sons of Hanukkah podcast. I am one of your lovely co hosts on this Saturday morning. Steve O, you can find me on Twitter at Drunk Shy Socks Fan. And with me. And Hot Take Tommy. <laughs> We're doing well. I was going to say
1: Hungover Town population of one, and it's you, but maybe I am hungover because this is not going, is not going wee to be a wee bit. A wee bit.
0: Uh, Well, anyway, we're going to talk about the White Sox today. All this brought to you by us. Make sure you rate, subscribe, review to your favorite four-star podcast in the four-star city. Boy, I love that we are rated four stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, It's my favorite. Honestly, I'd almost rather people rate us four stars instead of
1: five. I've been saying it for years.
0: Like that, you always have room to grow. Just think about that. Like if you're a four-star podcast, you always have room to grow. (laughs) <laughs> hey, if it makes you feel better, Tom, we are a higher rated podcast than those bombs over at Believe in the Southside. So oh, those
1: assholes. Yeah. Not a fan. I can't
0: I can't believe that multiple people voted us one star. I'm definitely gonna guess King Mac is one of them. Oh I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry I had to. Okay. Why are you hungover, Steve? Tell Why me. am I
0: hungover? That's a great question, Tom. Um well I'll tell you one thing. It's because I didn't drink enough water, like you always say. Um, yeah
1: i poured you water and you had all eight ounces of it and you were like
0: that's enough <laughs>
1: felt like enough at the time um and then i, I came a home Miller Lite light as well so
0: yes uh which is basically water um but i came home and immediately fell asleep in my khakis and jacket um Bad. kind of like nice
1: jacket though i didn't get to tell you that's a nice jacket the thank- notre thank dame you. one
0: thank you i've had it i've had it for a minute actually um oh. for a couple years now but it's definitely my favorite jacket to wear when it's not like freezing cold yeah. um and I still wear them when I'm freezing cold because I don't have a real <laughs> winter jacket <laughs> <laughs>
1: unbefucking leaveable by the un-be-fucking-leavable. way leaveable unbefucking leaveable I think that's how it says unfucking believable. i I stand by what
0: I said I appreciate it look at you <laughs> oh we got cough sneeze Oh, what was that, that? Was a cough. I was a trying smoke to get it off. off. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Cannot believe you're hitting the blunt before the show, Tom.
1: Well, you uh, you were over at one a.m. last night. Yes, yeah, so I was over
0: oh, past one a.m. yesterday. Um, we the other day. That was this morning. <laughs> yes, that was that, that was technically this morning. Um, and you're making me record this podcast now. <laughs> you're damn um, right. No, we had a work dinner uh, right down the road from you, Tom, at uh, Legano, which is on, um, like, Central, just north of Irving Park. No free ads. Yes. Um, And that free dinner turned into us drinking at the dinner and people, a few people, too, wanting to continue said drinking. Um, So I was like. We could go to Easy Street, which is our normal work bar, which is right down the road as well. Grayson Central, no free ads. Um, And instead we were like, let's go to Sidekicks. And that was definitely my idea. Um, I thought we were going to get up and do actual karaoke last night, but that did not happen, unfortunately. Um, But luckily we were joined by you at Sidekicks. And we had some drinks and then you were like, Let's cap it off at my place. So thank you for being a good and gracious host, as you always are, Tom.
1: (laughs) Well, I just felt wrong that I was like, well, I'm going to leave now. Um, And the night's still young-ish. So I felt bad being like, I'm going to walk a block away and stop the festivities for myself. Uh, I
0: definitely could have put a cap on it at Sidekicks, but I did very much appreciate you being like, come on over. Yes. Did not have enough water and now I'm paying the consequences. But thanks to Liquid IV, no fun, no free ads again, no free ads for Liquid IV either. Oh my god, even though it saved my life on multiple occasions. Um, <laughs> yes, it sounds like an ad in and of itself, Tom. What are we? White Sox baseball podcast, no, or 27 and 28 year olds. What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are White Sox baseball podcast together.
0: Well, so done. maybe maybe we should talk a little White Sox baseball. Um, in, if we have to, not in yes, because we have to, not because we want to. Um, <laughs> the most recent news developing for the White Sox—it's not really developing anymore. It's it's final. It's finished. It's a one-year, three million-dollar contract to Elvis <laughs> Andrews. Tom. What are your thoughts on Elvis Andrews coming back to the White Sox? And, I mean, he's basically slotted to be our starting second baseman. Came out of Rick Hahn's mouth himself, basically. Yeah. Well,
1: it's it's always good when you can get an MVP candidate, right? So, I'm... (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Well, I I, everybody everybody is excited about it, right? Like, it's, it's taking the hole that we've all been complaining about for forever... And filling it, you know, no questions asked, basically. The issue comes for me in saying that, oh, look, the Sox are bargain bin shopping again. It's like they wouldn't have signed him if he didn't fall to $3 million. Like, that's kind of annoying in in my opinion. But, you know, mm-hmm. nonetheless, you know, here we are. We got the guy before camp. It's good. We have a second baseman that we can count on. Um, you can't and, count on
0: Larry legend, Tom.
1: Dude, I'm actually so excited about the about his role with the team because Pedro Grafal is like utility position is open. Open fucking season. Like we have people that are vying for that. Like he talks about Romy Gonzalez as an option there. He talks about Oscar Colas and and fucking yeah, uh, Sheets. and he wouldn't be like really a true utility guy, but like there's bench positions that are like up for grabs. It's not just Leary gonna fill a roster slot because he's Leary. Like that's really refreshing to hear. So um, I don't know, man. I I think that there's a there's a positive outlook here. We don't have fucking Tony Larissa anymore. Fucking this up and like I've said the whole time that you've known me defense doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter that Alvis andres is playing on the wrong side of the second base bag. He doesn't, it doesn't matter. There's no shifting anyway. So
0: he's going to be kind of like stationary. It's good. <laughs> stationary. I love that <laughs> thought. He, yeah. He doesn't have to move at all. He put no. second base infield. Um, I mean, look, it, you gotta, you don't have to have a strong arm and you, you sit, put, you sit, put right there. <laughs> Tommy's analysis here, just like all the outfield positions are the same, right, Tom?
1: Yeah, well, you the ball goes over, especially, especially right fielders. Ball goes over the no left fielders. Ball goes over the shortstop. You catch it. You throw it in. That's it. It's super simple.
0: You made Don't it look. Don't karate the re- wall. You made it look really easy when you filled in for softball this year too, Tommy. I was you so bad. really good out and out. Now outfield. terrible.
1: <laughs> I was miserable out there.
0: Hey if it makes you feel any better, wait, did you get on base that game or no? I'm trying to remember you did right? yeah, I did good, good. you got on base. Jameson did not, so shout out to my guy <laughs> jams um, jam's you know he looks fit and he and
1: he can run, but uh the uh other parts of the athleticism are are missing
0: no, he' he's not an athletic, he's not sporty spice that's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh uh, yeah no I'm excited about the Elvis and Andrew signing I probably here's the thing if I was a fan of a majority of major league baseball teams I would not be excited about the Elvis and Andrew signing right uh or let me put it this way if I was a fan of any team that said they were in a contention window other than the White Sox then I would be not so happy with this signing right this is a guy who has a career OPS plus of 87 um So he is a below-league average hitter. Um, What does excite me um, is him in the second-base slot because I think he offers a lot more defensively than even Josh Harrison brought. Um, So I know Josh Harrison made some really great plays and looked pretty flashy, you know, flashing the leather out at second-base last year. Yeah. Outside of the highlight reel plays, he was not super fantastic at second-base. He was, like, very average to subpar. Um, Yeah. Andrus is a career shortstop you're moving him to a position that his success at his defensive success at shortstop should translate to second base so that's what I really like about the signing additionally and I love that you brought up um, you know the excitement of Tony LaRosa being gone and Pedro Grafal kind of creating competition between these guys right yeah. Um, I, I think that that competitive edge is going to drive these guys to be better. You're not just handing the position to Romy Gonzalez. You're not just handing a utility position over to Leary Garcia. These guys are going to have to fight for it a little bit. Um, yes. Get the Gavin Sheets Oscar Colas thing. Um, and I mm-hmm. I was on Believe in the South Side uh, a few days ago with our guy Dan Victor, uh, the unofficial official uh, minor league correspondent, the Sons of Key podcast. Um yes. And he doesn't think the White Sox are gonna manipulate his service time, which I would probably agree with because he's about to be twenty-five years old if he's not already. Yeah. So it doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> like why would you manipulate a guy that's almost my age? Um yeah. so yeah, I sorry, I got the burps this morning, man. It's definitely those those No,
1: I've been seeing you. You're, it's, your it's insides are cooking a little bit. <laughs> It's it's those
0: vodka sodas you pushed on me last night, Tom.
1: Look, the Vodka Soda sat with me plenty fine, so I think it oh, might have sure. been the, the Bears, the bears might have done burr, it. Bear, bear,
0: bear. No, uh, but yeah, no, I, I like that. I like that that competition is, is going to be there in a sense. Um, and in, in regard to the other thing that Andrus brings, that this team did not have a lot of going into camp, is veteran presence, like right. somebody that the team likes and can rally around. Um, yes. It's been reported that the guys are really excited to have him back, that he's a guy who is a positive force in the clubhouse and, and brings the best out of everybody. You need those guys. and I know you can't measure that on, on fan graphs and uh, on, on stat cast and, um, you know, sabermetrics, but it is a part of the game. Just look at what Tony Larusa did to this team. You know, the second half of twenty twenty one and the whole twenty twenty two season. Um, so bad juju. Yeah, I mean, for three million dollars, it's a nice. It's a. It's a really good fix. It's a cheap fix. It's a White Sox fix. So yeah.
1: Anyway, I, I think that that's been played out pretty well. Again, like everybody else, all the talking had mentioned what they think of levels. Alvis Andres. Everybody's happy about it. Everybody knows it's a bargain bin signing, but it's a good bargain bin signing. I think it's the best option that we had at this point for second base. So, you know, getting the best option available is always good. All that being said, mood's been better. Everybody's enthusiastic about it. We all know that this is a better option than what we had. Doesn't mean that the White Sox (laughs) are going to be, you know, world beaters all of a sudden. It's just it's nice to know that there's depth in competition where there has not been before.
0: For sure. I think it's a good way to end a shitty offseason, too. Yes. Yes. White Sox have been graded out as having by multiple sources as having the worst offseason of any team. Um, especially considering they are in a contention window, quote unquote. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, although it is a bargain-bin signing, as you said, it's a solid one, and it's one yeah, that it is, is going a to signing. Make, it should, it should <laughs> make a positive impact on the entire team, even if I mean, this is one thing to think about too. Say Tim Anderson goes down again. Say he gets injured, yeah. you know, knock on wood right now that that doesn't happen. But right. say it does happen or he's got to miss a few games or <laughs> he gets suspended, you know. <laughs> that would never happen. You know, Major League umpires love Tim Anderson, so that would never yeah. happen. Um, But say that one of those situations happens and you need somebody to fill it shortstop. Now you have somebody that's going to fill it shortstop that isn't like Yuri Garcia. Your option, yes. think about this, before the Elvis Andrews signing, your option for backup shortstop was Leiri Garcia. There is no Danny Mendick to patch it up. Nope. And Lenin Sosa, I'll be honest, he yep. could be something in a couple of years. He's not ready. <laughs> no. He's not ready. Colson Montgomery's option, not ready. Nope. nope. He's a couple years away. Um, according to our guy, Dan Victor, who is sold, by the way, absolutely sold on Colson Montgomery. He thinks that he's the absolute truth. I, from what I've heard from other sources as well, I believe so as well. I'm glad that he hasn't been used as, you know, a trade chip piece, um, because shortstop has been one of those positions that's been very, um, inconsistent for the White Sox over the past couple of decades. Let's be real. So,
1: yeah, I was going to say, uh, you're about to hate on Tim Anderson here. Because, nope. I'm about
0: to say he is literally the best shortstop that we've had in the last 20 years, which is crazy to think about. Um, yeah. And that's a premier position. Um, But yeah, yeah. So that's what gets me hyped about the Andrews signing. So, Elvis Andres, we've talked
1: it out. We feel good. We're optimistic. So I feel good about it. Maybe not as good as Steve Stone feels about the team. But here we are. Let's talk rule changes. We've got fucking a lot to get. like to prep ourselves for, for this season. Yes, we do. Um, I, I wanted to go through these and basically say, okay, so this is the rule change. How's it going to impact the socks? How, like, what's going to be the outlook? What's your predictions uh, on how this is going to impact the socks? So first, I think the, I, I think this is under like being oversold and it's not going to be as a deal, but, it's the one that everybody likes to make memes about. So the big bags, Steve, the the pizza pizza box bags, how do you feel about them? Do you think they're going to impact the Sox?
0: Um, I really don't know. It, it all comes down to how Pedro Grafal wants this team to operate um, as a ball club. Like, it's very... It's very stuck. I'm, I'm stuck on that because I don't know if he's going to be the kind of guy that wants this team to be aggressive on the base paths. Is Tim Anderson yeah. going to be a 20 steal? Is he going to steal 20 bags? Is Luis Robert going to steal 20 bags? Is Elvis Andrews going to steal 15 bags? Like, it all depends on how he wants to utilize the guys in the lineup. And, and like, is he going to play... Ozzie ball in a sense is he going to try and play get him on get him over get him in um I don't think that's the Pedro Graval way because if that was that's the way they wanted to play baseball they would have just (laughs) rehired Ozzie Guillen um (laughs) I Beef Loaf uh our friend over from the 108 um wrote a blog about how the White Sox need to steal more bases um while I agree, maybe a little bit more aggressiveness on the base paths would be great because they had a really nice steal rate um, right. even before Tim and Luis, particularly went before Tim and Luis went down with injuries. Um, I think a little bit more aggressiveness on the base paths would be good. I think I can definitely see a couple guys really benefiting from the big bags. Um, I can see it. To be honest with you, I think it's going to help the Sox more than it's going to hurt the Sox. Um, I really think that Tony La Russa was behind the times on yeah on how to utilize this ball club. So that's, that's what I got to say about it. What about you, Tom?
1: I think that the big bags are. The, the, I think that the steal rate is going to go up for the Sox. That's what I'll say. I I I like. I agree that maybe Pedro is not super like aggressive, I guess like he's, he's not the get him on, get him over, get him in kind of guy. It doesn't seem like, however, however, I do think that what's really going to increase the steal rate is the other uh, change in rules with the pickoffs. The, Mm. the bigger bags like will help a little bit, but, you're getting literally three inches so it's not it's not like changing it's not like they put them a foot closer
0: like you know what right. i mean Right. like so it's basically six that, inches though bases get three inches wider right yeah then you base. know three inches on yeah. three inches on each side of the base path
1: yeah i guess it's half a foot it's not not it's half you, a foot. you make a good point but the and i think the the more important part of it the the is the fact that people are going to be less likely to be injured. you know like they're not that's three inches of space but be- that you're adding between people's cleats and your hand or whatever bingo so that's it's a i think it's a good rule change in that sense maybe there will be less injuries on the white socks let's be honest probably not uh <laughs> hey new training staff have- man you're going to have, like you said, you're going to have like 20 stolen bags from Tim, A- Tim Anderson. You're going to have 20 stolen bags from Elvis Andrews. Maybe you're, you're going to have 20 stolen bags from Luis Robert Jr. Um, what you're also going to have is, you know, 40 stolen bag attempts from Eloy Jimenez. <laughs> and he's going to go in fingers first, of course, because he's no. that kind of no. guy. No, Dude, no. You, know it's, you know I'm right. You know I'm nope. right. A uh, fun, fun fact about Luis Robert,
0: he is or not Luis Robert, pardon me. Um fun fact about Aloy Jimenez, he has never stolen a base in his entire career. Never? He has zero stolen bases in his entire career. Well, guess what? This is the year. This is the year. So fun <laughs> facts about Aloy. Um, maybe that's my is the, though, is
1: that you're gonna have you're gonna have dummy moves. You're gonna have dummy base uh, baseball decisions on the base paths with our our club. I think there's gonna be a pretty high stolen bag attempt rate, and I don't know if the you know positive trend of you know the rate of success that the Sox had last year is gonna transfer over. But I do think that the rate itself will increase.
0: Fair. Are you worried about Yasmani Grandal behind the plate and throwing people out? Oh
1: man, I should be. I didn't. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. It did not dawn on me that that's an issue until right the fuck that, down. The other
0: team can steal bases too. Yep.
1: Yeah, they can. Um, and they fucking will. Oh my god, that's so bad. I completely forgot about how he has a noodle arm.
0: Yeah, I mean, it he totally is. He's, he's an aging backstop. Um, it's the pop yeah, time, here's... bro. He just doesn't have the pop time. No, that too. Um, that's really it. Um, Gosh, fuck my life! I completely forgot about that.
1: Thank <laughs> you for ruining my fucking Saturday. I know, I know. I
0: <laughs> it, and that's the thing too. I I really don't think it's gonna make a huge, like, in a massive difference across all of major league baseball. Yeah. Um. If anything, it's going to prevent injuries. That's why they did it, right? So yeah, I'm grateful yeah. for that. I'm very grateful for that. Um, and I know there was another tweet. I want to say it was Josh Nelson lord um who said something along the lines of like oh people who are turning double plays are gonna have to like worry about their footing and whatnot i was like it's a bigger base brother it's not gonna make that much of a difference if anything it's gonna help yeah it's
1: gonna help more likely like it makes the bag easier to get to than right it's like it it, i would have that issue if they made the bag smaller like i think that that would cause more issues but it's like gonna be easier to find exactly
0: exactly i'm not sure if you heard that in the background tom yeah yans Fall- clattering he fucking yep, drunk. Fa- falling falling beer cans from my desk they're <laughs> empties from earlier in the week So, <laughs> actually those may have been from the week before too i really need to clean this office holy cow <laughs> let's continue no, on the uh the rule change uh trend tom um yeah Speaking of infielders and, and, you know, turning shifts or, or turning <laughs> double plays, how about the shift? Um, Tom, how do you think the shift is going to affect the White Sox in particular?
1: I think that the Sox are going to, you know, it's probably, this is this is honestly, it, it's going to play into the White Sox hand is what I'm, I'm going to say, because they weren't fucking shifting last year anyway, so <laughs> I think, like, Generally speaking, like if there's one team that's defensively going to be able to adapt to this, it's the White Sox because they didn't they didn't utilize the metrics before, so the fuck they're like are used to playing in their regular positions. Um, I I still think that there's going to be a lot of people doing like the fake shift where they bring the the right fielder way in, uh, you know, bring or uh, center and center and right field like kind of move them over so that it's still kind of a heavy shift for left-handed hitters. You know, there there's still ways that you can kind of finagle the defense to make it a little bit harder for a left-handed hitter to to get a hit. So I think you're still going to see exaggerated shifts within the rules. Mm-hmm. Um but I I generally speaking, I I think it's going to be good for the game and I think that the the Sox are going to be fine because look they didn't have any fucking, they weren't shifting before <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yep exactly uh, Tony La Russa really, Tony LaRusa really would have benefited from uh from yeah. this rule change um, yeah
1: he'd have been like good this is the way you're supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> you
0: kind of sound like country Tony country Tony LaRusa <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it was my it was my Tony
0: Lausa impression it's not a good one <laughs> <laughs> gosh um yeah I Particularly, I want to see how like our lefty bats are, are going to benefit from this, particularly Yohan Moncada and Gavin yep. Sheets. Um, Gavin Sheets oh. will no longer be able to do his um, hit opposite field hits uh, that turned into doubles from time to time. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, what else was I going to say? Oh, and Yohan Moncada is going to be able to power stuff through, particularly You're when he's... One. You're a lefty. One. we have the switch hitting leary garcia well yeah and He's yohan's kind of... a switch hitter too i mean i should yeah, exactly. <laughs> i should mention that yohan's a switch hitter but it seemed that his hard hit balls to the right side of the infield when he was batting lefty a lot of those were getting stopped by the shift so i think i'm, I'm ready for the yohan moncada resurgence uh it's an it's an odd year um he he has been a much better player in odd years than he has been in even years, um, so I'm very excited for the uh, MVP candidacy of Yohan Moncada in 2023. Oh my gosh, you
1: are <laughs> you are bullish right now. Uh, you sound like a you sound like the opposite of a Giants fan right now too. Like, oh, it's a, it's a it's an odd year. It's an even year. You know, we're gonna hit the
0: we're gonna get the fucking series this year. No. Um, oh wow. Of uh, course that- you had to bring up the San Francisco Giants, your favorite team, Tom
1: you literally saying the thing that like everybody associates with the giants so i don't know what you want from me um oh really everybody it,
0: associates the giants with that huh
1: with even years yeah i mean at least last decade um oh, i was going to say they were really
0: offense. good they were really good last year tom really good they, team
1: they were not <laughs> <laughs> they were uh under fucking expectations by a long shot doesn't matter doesn't matter oh, we're talking about sure. the white Sox. Um, who were also when expectations, my year last year was not great uh, <laughs> uh, as a fan. No, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great to see you know, Andrew Benintendi possi- possibly getting a lot more hits than he would have uh, benefiting that way. I don't know that it's going it, to like, I think I'm more siding with the way that the bags, my opinion on the bags same thing translates over to the shift where it's not going to make as big of a difference as we think like we're where i think we're overblowing it um but generally i i just i'm really excited about the pace of play which kind of is mm-hmm. the more yeah. important rule changes in my opinion and that was to our next couple rule changes which first and foremost pitch clock like these games are going to be over in two and a half hours every time
0: I know I get an extra half hour sleep on uh, on those weekday night games that I go to. I'm very excited.
1: Yeah, yeah it's going to be great. I think, you know, we're not going to be up until 11 p.m. every night just to try to catch this game, you know, and that's great. I, I mean, it's going to be better for the sport, bar none. But uh, no, I like it, it'll be it'll be a better product overall. Um do you think that this is going to improve the Sox ERA? Do you think it's going to hurt the Sox
0: ERA? Where where expect, are you at? Expect more offense. I think it's going to hurt their ERA as a team. Obviously, yeah. I think it's going to hurt everybody across the pitchers across the league. Yeah. Um it's going to um decrease stamina. Like guys right. are going to get tired more quickly. Um in addition to that, you're because of the the change of pace and, and and the fast paceness of it, you, you or quicker pace. Um, I'm not saying this is a full out speed sport here. Um, no, no. but expect more offense and they might not be home run offense, but you're going to see a lot more singles and doubles. Um, I think it's a great product. I think it's going to be a lot better than it's been in the last, you know, (laughs) hundred plus years. Um, (laughs) I mean that's something to think about, right? This is a game that really, what has changed in the last hundred years, right? It's yeah. really nothing, and I guess it's like some people find beauty in that, some people don't. I don't know. Um,
1: Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on you there because like the this, the common knowledge of what we see as like pitcher take longer, pitcher throws harder, like that knowledge didn't really come about except for the last like five to ten years you know like it's it's kind of like a no fucking brainer but it's in the same way that in basketball you know everybody's like it's a no fucking brainer three pointers are worth more than two pointers so shoot more threes and you'll score more Mm -hmm. points like that no-brainer kind of logic didn't come around except for the last like five ten years so same thing in baseball like what the problem though is that like that ends up being kind of a shitty looking sport because you wait and wait and wait for the pitcher to throw again, but it's to their benefit. Like it, it, and there, and the fact that there was no clock preventing that makes for the problem that we had, but point, my point being that, you know, there is beauty in the fact that the game never changed. I I see where you were going with that. I just, I push back a little bit because I think there was a lot of change in the sport within the last five, 10 years, but only because there wasn't these rule changes put into place.
0: Our next rule change that we got to talk about is the extra innings rule change. I guess it's, a, you know, it's not really a rule change. since Rule it's standard R- yes, rule. It's, keep it's, <laughs> it is, it is solidified. Um, the extra runner during regular season games, only no playoffs, yeah um, regular season games, um, the runner at second base ghost runner, uh, as they like to call it, yeah um each team starts with a runner on second base no outs uh tom what are your thoughts on that do you do you like the ghost runner rule or are you anti ghost uh
1: i mean look like the we haven't seen a game go past 14 innings in like a couple years at this point Mm -hmm. like this keeps games short as as like love it or hate it it keeps the games going like so there is the benefit there. Um, there is the, the, the other part of the extra innings kind of clause that was added on is that you can't just throw out position players as pitchers as well.
0: Like yes, There's is. very
1: specific rules and in, in when you can use position players as pitchers. Yes. Um, extra innings when your team is like up big or down big, like is one of them. But, that's going to be a good thing that keeps games shorts too it, and keeps games competitive. You know, like you're going to have to throw a pitcher during these innings or, or yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up the position players pitching. Cause you know, it's, it, it became a meme in a sense too. Exactly, like um, so,
1: It was so stupid
0: at the end. Um, the and I do like the new guidelines. So leading teams, teams who are winning have to be up by 10 or more runs in the ninth inning in order to let a position player pitch. Right. while trailing teams can use a position player anytime it's down by 8 or more runs um and obviously that is to minimize the record number of position players pitching that happened last year the number yeah. was 132
1: yeah, it's, it's it's literally crazy. teams just oh we're down 4 runs well this game doesn't fucking matter anymore then you know like that's was not good mm-hmm. <laughs> like and and it wasn't something that the, even the position players weren't Necessarily that excited about it I, I, either. It's just like okay, well, if we're throwing the game, we're throwing the game. You know, I don't,
0: I don't know, man. Ha, ha, it's really funny that you know the White Sox got Hanser, Hanser Alberto, because I believe he led the league last year in position player appearances on the mound. He had ten appearances on the mound last year as a Dodger. Eight of those appearances were in wins. Okay, so I'm telling you, man, you love pitcher wins, don't you, Tom?
1: Uh, he did not earn those wins though. I I was, so
0: (laughs) no, I just position players
1: don't fucking matter when they pitch. No, I, 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 I hate that you brought that up. Actually, he's not going to, he's not going to sniff the right. He's going to be a triple a legend is what he's going to be. He's going to be a Charlotte Knights legend he might just get dfa'd to be honest with you um especially with the you know elvis andrews that's a lot of depth in the middle infield now
0: so oh yeah we got a lot of depth in the middle infield man there's you shouldn't say a lot but <laughs> <laughs> we have more now <laughs> just remember um, what i just remember what i said about leary he would have been your backup shortstop
1: <laughs> you think Hanser alberto is gonna unseat leary legend we're gonna dfa leary and keep hanser alberto
0: i can only pray um, no, no, <laughs> probably not. Larry <laughs> is just so bad. Um, he's, he's sticky is going to be here forever. Goodness. Uh, and the last kind of change to Major League Baseball this year, Tom, that we wanted to touch on is more teams in everybody's schedule. Everybody sees each team at least once.
1: Everybody love everybody. Everybody uh, sees everybody.
0: And uh, I, I, I kind of like that. I really do like yeah. the fact that the White Sox are going to see – more competition they're going to see the entire league it not only helps the brand of baseball um in the fact that like you'll see you get to see the white Joe sox play year. in different in in different ballparks right yeah like as somebody that travels and wants to see all 30 ballparks, it becomes a much more like doable experience for me. Yeah, Like, okay, like I can look forward to like probably next year, the White Sox are going to be in St. Louis or, yep. uh, you know, like next year, the White Sox or this year, the White Sox are in uh, Colorado. I finally yep. go get to go out there. Like, Even and I can, they were
1: there last year, but yeah,
0: were they there? though? Were they, I thought those yeah. games were guaranteed right.
1: Yeah, they played in quarters.
0: I'm tripping. All right. All that being said, though, um, I no, presents, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah it, it presents more opportunities. Um We get for... to see them
1: play Francisco Lindor every year. You know, like the stars on the other side of the league that we don't get to see. The Braves, we don't get to see. You know, Ronald Acuna Jr. every year, but now we do. Jazz right. Chisholm, we get to see him play. You know, and you kind of get a
0: pre they're... and you get a preview too of like, for example, like say you know, two good teams that you may have never seen in the regular season play each other. So like, for example, I don't know, who were the teams in the World Series last year? You got Houston and who who was the team in the NL that went to the the Phillies? Sorry, I couldn't even remember. I don't think they played each other in the regular season last year. So at least, you know, you kind of get that, oh, how did they match up against each other? And what did that look like before? Um, So that's really cool for the brand of baseball. And on top of that, the White Sox not playing the AL Central as much people, you know, and, and projection systems, mm-hmm. I think, are taking that into consideration. Mm-hmm. And that's why the White Sox have 74 and 76 wins and a lot of these like, yeah. you know, Pacoda and Zips, Yeah, to be honest with you. And I know you can't measure this, but. The White Sox have not played well against their AL Central foes. Yep. Um, I think, you know, depending on the, better when
1: they play better teams, actually, which is...
0: They play up. They absolutely do. They play up and they play down. They play down to their competition all the time. They play up mm-hmm. to their competition all the time. The last couple of years they have, at least. Uh, maybe that changes under Griffal. Maybe that changes with, you know, the few lineup switches that they have this year. But historically, like, you have to think, they were a 500-ball club the last couple of years against the kansas city royals that's ridiculous yeah.
1: yeah you should not be like that you should not be at that rate against a team that bad uh
0: yeah you can't be think... 50 you can't be 50 in the division when you're in the ale central if you want to yeah. win the division and the white Sox have less games now in that 50 50 range if they're going to be yeah, they no. That I, mark.
1: So you make a great point. I mean, this also means we get to play the NL Central, which are teams that are close and teams that are bad. So we could, <laughs> you know, we could we could definitely do well against them. Um, okay, so what do you think about this being an advantage for the White Sox, though, being that they're a centrally located team in Chicago, central-ish. You know, West Coast mm-hmm. is still further than the East Coast, but the teams like Seattle and Miami where they have to travel now to play each other (laughs) at some point they have to travel all the way across the country versus, you know, technically the white Sox home base would be more centrally located. Their travel is naturally over the years. Maybe it's not as exaggerated in one singular year, but over the course of uh, like five seasons, you're going to see a lot less travel from the white Sox. It's a
0: really good point. I never thought about how this affects the coast teams. Um, They did a
1: a calculation, by the way, uh, so I'll admit they they did do a calculation that I heard, and it's going to be roughly like 3,000 miles less than the most traveling team this year. The White Sox will see a little bit like on that on that level. I think it was Mariners are going to travel the most Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because obviously, but, you know, they they were always going to be traveling the most. So the, the reason I'm bringing it up, though, is like, you know, there's there is a mileage difference and do you think that that's gonna make an impact
0: i think it's gonna make a little bit of an impact uh think of it this way too like i know i think it's gonna take time uh, there there will be some adjustments that guys are gonna have to make but they and they're professional athletes right? right um they've been through tougher situations than having to spend a couple extra hours on an air jet every month you know yeah an um, air jet. yeah an air jet um <laughs> as one says
1: steve <laughs>
0: airplane jet whatever um
1: i i mean i i am kind of in the same boat as, as you were i think you were going with that is, is like you know maybe this will make a difference maybe it won't you know they already put a ton of time into deciding where it is and when they're going to be there uh travel wise and the way that i think about it is this i mean like do you really feel the difference between like a three-hour flight and a four-hour flight i mean you're still going to the airport no. you're still no. like you still have to go and deal with all that shit you know packing your bag is still going to take the same amount of time unpacking traveling to a different city i i i tend to think you know especially with these guys who are in like top physical shape they're gonna know how to get their rest after you know Like maybe you lose one more hour if you're a Mariners player, maybe Mm -hmm. like a night, but like, let's be honest. Like this is, I, I, I I tend to think that the only advantage of having more teams and, and the travel schedules, the way that they are, is that we get to see everybody and it's not going to actually play into the White Sox hands as far as like the lesser quote unquote travel that we're going to have anyway that's that's my two cents on the whole thing
0: absolutely and let's be real too honesty yeah we're here outside of the yankees and the red sox like rivalries aren't in baseball aren't as big of a thing as they are in other sports other major sports like you could say the cubs and Sox, but they're not really rivals let's be real um you could say the Dodgers and the Giants. I mean, I guess they have some history, but it's they, not.
1: They, that's a closer one. But even still, like, you're right. Like, that's not.
0: Right. The, um, the, the, the Tigers the and, the and the Yankees. And the, right. Sox, I mean, maybe
1: like but I'm thinking of for the Sox. It's like, sorry to interrupt. But like, yeah, you, you know, know
0: who the fuck do
1: we? I mean, we hate the Tigers, but it's because. You know, they Detroit thought, sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Detroit sucks. Like that would that would stand if we didn't play in the same division as them. I feel like, you know, right. Um Kansas City sucks because actually fuck the Royals. Like, I, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but but that's not a rivalry. That's just like, fuck the Royals, you know. <laughs> like, so and we're still we probably still would shit on Cincinnati just as much if like, you you know we played them more and now right. we're going to play them every year so fuck Cincinnati. Ohio sucks, you know. Right. <laughs> the 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 point being that I'm with you there there's not super big rivalries like, you know, Packers Bears kind of a thing, you know, right. happening because of these divisions. So seeing those you know walls come down proverbially proverbially like seeing these more teams seeing your rivals less, your quote unquote rivals less. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's just gonna be better for the game to see everybody and the amount of travel that's gonna happen as a result is going to be negligible, in my opinion. This Mm -hmm. is good. This is good for the game. I think, you know, if we're
0: gonna tie a bow on this whole thing, right? This is all all these rule changes are good for the game. You know, they are and and to put some more emphasis on it, the union would have pushed back a lot harder. If they didn't think that, if these things were non negotiable things, if these things right. were, you know, hot topic issues, if this was a yep. problem, the union and Major League Baseball, the Players Association and the Commissioner's Office would be butting heads a lot more, right? These things came as a part of the new CBA and. Everybody's pretty cool with it, Um, which is great, which is great because it's like the Constitution of the United States, right? Like you got you got to. Yeah, I'm getting hot topic here. Some things got to change over time, right? So we can't like keep things the same. A little harder to change the Constitution than it is. It is. It is. Um, But you can't keep necessarily things absolutely the same for 100 years, 200 years um, and expect people to just be like, oh, yeah, like. I love this and everything stayed yep. the same. And it's, yep. I mean, there's, there's some nice, you know, things about time on tradition, but also the game needs to evolve in order to bring in new fans. And yep. baseball has been the slowest growing of the four major sports. And yep. it's good to see that, you know, these changes may bring in, m- may open up some new eyes, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, Hey, now it's just time to get rid of blackouts, right? No more blackouts.
1: Okay. All of that being said, we're we're over. We're we're muscling through this podcast, and I got a boo boo. <laughs> Steve's got to take a dump. I I think that you know we all we all want to sign off here so that we can watch Lance Lynn pitch later on today for forty pitches. Uh, I
0: don't. You're not excited at all. This is the first training. This is the
1: first spring training game of of the white Sox season and steve couldn't give two flying shit to
0: the flying mike pun. the mike tomlin meme forever reigns supreme on we mike. do not care we do not care those are my thoughts on spring training just don't get hurt please for the love of god don't get hurt just go warm yourself up you know get get yourself used to playing and seeing baseball again um as, as players yeah get yourself into the rhythm yep. um and and don't don't you know, go try and rob a home run over the wall, Aloy Jimenez, because it does not matter.
1: No. Um. Anyway, I'll I'll permit myself to be excited about it, even though you won't be. Um. I'm I'm
0: not you're sure. Better, you, you're you, you fan better than me, Tommy. You win no. the fan Olympics, my friend. <laughs> Gold medal. That's
1: what this is all about. Okay.
0: Well. Okay. So
1: we're we're positive on rule changes we're positive on elvis andrews and we're positive about spring training kind of collectively i think <laughs> i am positive enough for the two of us about spring training are you positive about the white Sox? this is this is the prediction at, uh, way to end the podcast here where are we at with the white Sox now with all these things considered
0: I'll leave you on a cliffhanger. Tune in next episode. Make sure you uh, you hear my uh, crazy predictions for 2023. And just when you think my predictions are crazy, Tommy will always one-up me because he is. Hot take, Tommy. <laughs> Garen fucking teed. 90 wins.
1: 95 wins. Oh, boy. Oh Greatest boy. season of all time.
0: Yep, yeah, there it is. That's the spirit. The eternal wellspring of optimism that is Hot Take, Tommy. That's a perfect way to end this off, folks. Our and Conway Trust,
1: baby. Let's go. Ole go. for $3 million.
0: Yep. Greatest now, signing
1: of the century.
0: On that note, I really do have to take a shit. So have a good one, everybody. <laughs> Peace, and we'll see y'all in a couple weeks after Tommy gives us his uh, spring training report as well. Hell yeah. Peace. Peace.